Hello and welcome to Pod Pernorga, where the breakfast is always included in the price. I'm Jack. <laughs> How many <laughs> eggs does you? that include? Does that include a, as, a, as many a, as you can fit in your pocket? Breakfast, a satchel full of an eggs. English breakfast or an American uh, breakfast? I'm Jack. Joining me here is... And over in America is... Kevin. And John. And uh, we're also again joined uh, by our semi-regular fifth co-host, uh, my son Finn, who mm-hmm. is going to stay as long as possible. His, Finn, I gotta would you say, like to say anything? No. no. Okay. His contributions have been lacking, I, to, <laughs> to put it gently. Um, yes. Well, I just wanted to kind of just raise that issue. <laughs> he did. He, he did just wake up for a nap, so we'll 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 uh, okay. we'll cut on his slack. Yeah. Okay. Um. Today we are going to be covering uh the second season of The Foreigners. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're doing the last the Forner- three episodes of season two, right? <laughs> we are doing episodes one through three. To well, you know, the clear. last three would at least cover the. We would have one episode in common, Kevin. Yeah. Because it's only five episode season, I guess. Oh, right? is it? Or at least only five of them released so far in the U.S. Oh, okay, yeah, then okay. I'm pretty sure it's six, so you, yeah. we'll be good by when okay. we cover the second half got of it, this. But it, we are, it. again, covering season two of Foreigners, episodes one through three, all of which were directed by uh, Jens Lien, who also directed three episodes of Occupied, Occupied mm. our favorite show. Um, the show is written by Anna Bjornstad, uh, who wrote on Lilyhammer, uh, as well as Eilif Skudvin, which, who also wrote on Lilyhammer. I don't know if Eilif is a boy or a girl's name. Ooh, good question. <laughs> I'm going to say boy's name. But is that um, a complete guess? Our, yeah, do, do we... Our resident no, Norwegian I have, isn't a... I have a strong hunch mm-hmm. that it's a boy's name. Okay. But, you know... You know what? It's 2022. It's 2022. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. Guys, how you guys been? How are things? Well, I shaved my beard. I by see. accident. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> no. Well, I like trimmed in a little bit too much, and then I was like, eh, fit, and then I, just, eh, I, need, I need to get, let my, my face breathe a little bit. But oh, but watching the foreigners, uh, you know, eased eased the pain of yeah. not recognizing myself in the mirror. I uh, things things are going to here in Norway. The Taliban is currently here. Ha, oh, no, um, I don't know if you said it. Ha, what? We're just visiting. The We're Taliban. Just visiting? Is yeah, visiting. <laughs> yeah. The Taliban so landed, envoy is having a, a state dinner. They landed. Yeah, I've seen the videos of them rolling in. Their police escort is insane, as yeah. you might imagine. But yeah. they land. They took a private plane. And landed at, you know, Gardamoen Airport in Oslo and then had to come in and they're at a hotel you know, what to are meet they, with the government. What are they there I, the, for? Uh, they, I think they're going to... Is it, is it it's for, negotiations it, with everyone. They're negotiating for, uh, like, actual uh, kind of diplomatic relations. Like, like this. state recognition? Like... Yeah, they're the... I don't know if they're going to recognize the state, but I think the Norwegians are acknowledging that, like, well, we need to have some kind of lines of communication in order for, you know, aid or or just some kind, like... Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So, the, the, the Taliban's here. It's more, log- so, it's more like for logistics rather than, yeah. like, international kind diplomacy. Kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, who knows John, how are you? really talking about? I'm yeah. fine. Just... Just a no lot of Taliban work. near you? No, no Taliban near me that I know of, but just a lot of work. Uh, it is, it is what it is. But fun to, fun to see you guys and and talk about these fun shows. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about this show. So uh, we covered season one, not uh, very late actually, even though the yeah. show came out uh, like two years ago. Um, uh, but season one, from what I remember, ended with the things I remember was Lars quit the force. Mm-hmm. Did he quit? He, he quit. Or he, he left the force. Yeah. He definitely, yes. I can't remember if he was fired he or he actually was. The drugs, though. So. The drugs. Right, right. The but he mentioned quitting in one of these episodes. Anyway, uh, Offhilder uh, learned more about her past, as we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, then, and the other thing I remember was a big hint at a larger conspiracy um, to suppress the, the truth of time migration, the two-way yeah. nature of it. Right. So yeah. those were the things I remember carrying in into uh, this season. And the caveman... Not got sh- yeah, Nav got shot. But that was I, earlier on. Yeah. Um, I have written out a brief... Well, I've written a synopsis of the three episodes um, mm-hmm. and the major plot lines in it. 
I can go through and read it. It's yeah. about a page. One, one initial question. Yeah. Um, does a life preserver figure in any way in, in these episodes? Because I, I, I saw no life preservers of any kind, <laughs> just like last time. I did, damn it, yeah. I already wrote a joke. I wrote a joke in here about... <laughs> you already stepped on it. No, you're ruining my flow. <laughs> Way to go, John. Okay. Always so try. That's good. This is what I've got. 2003. Okay, continue. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, here we go. Okay, so uh, it begins with, Alf Hitler is paired with Venga investigating a murder in the Oslo subway si- system while she is also struggling with sleepwalking and working to prevent that. Uh, Lars is brought back as a consultant to help with the case, uh, and he is struggling with his own mental problems as he is hallucinating Odin, who looks very different than we would normally well, expect. Well, we, we think he's hallucinating Odin. We don't know yes, that it's Odin. not actually Odin. No judgment. Correct. That maybe it is the real Odin. Mm-hmm. This leads them to suspecting a connection to uh, Jack the Ripper, who also, may have... hold on. But yes. re- pause real quick. So, right off the bat, there yeah. are some weird things going on in this in this season they uh, they say it possible od like oh there's a possible od in the subway we better get down there they get down yeah. there the body is mutilated correct like it is it is a it is jack the rippered yeah in, in a way very similar to that so case. how did how who called who called it in and who said it yeah. was an od mm-hmm. rather than this yeah. person has been eliminated mm-hmm. yes um, do, so the, the one thing we should get, do you guys want me to just read through the whole summary or do you want to go sorry, part I, by I, part? We want to, it, we it, want to I, I, I just had to, sorry, yeah, go through the whole thing. No, no, that's fine. Uh, Cause it's, it's quite long. So I do want to, uh, and I, yeah. we have a lot of episodes to cover. Go through the so, whole thing and we will reserve the right to stop you whenever the hell we want. Thank you. All right, good. <laughs> um, yeah, the like Eng- England, uh, to solve this case, English investigators are brought in, including Ben Rubenstein, later identified to be Ben Joseph, a foreigner who we saw in the cold opening in 1888 tracking some women in, in London. He and his colleague are revealed to actually be neo-Luddites impersonating English police in order to get access to Norwegian police files on those three women. Uh, meanwhile, Dolphin Genitalia is sent to a newspaper to throw off the police investigation. Oh, gosh, yep. yeah. Uh, ben, the the guy, the Neolite, travels to meet with the Doctorand, who we saw from last season, the guy with the bees. While Ooh. Lars continues to get visions from uh, of uh, gets well visions, I'm saying from Odin to mm-hmm. track Ben back to the mental institution where he was treated for schizophrenia after learning about the Holocaust, which I will want to talk about later. Yeah. Realizing this, uh, that Ben used the printer at their office, Larsen uh, asks his colleague Alex to check the print logs, but instead Alex sends those files to the British police and deletes the records. So sketchy stuff going along there. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Alf Hilder is struggling with uh, these night walking and seeks counsel Mm from what I am dubbing the Thirsty Witch. The Thirsty Witch. I believe her name is the Volva. I'm calling, I am sticking with Thirsty Witch. Um, I think they're the same thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. there's the... The witch shares a vision of Elf Hilder in the life jacket, um, which John will, of course, remember from last season. Uh, We find... See, see, it's not as funny. All right. Joining us for the first time. John missed it the first time we watched the show. The big thing, the big whole... Reveal. Reveal. That Elf Hilder is time-migrated twice. Um... We find also find that the thirst witch is working with Olaf. The, thir- uh, the, the thirst witch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Y- <laughs> you're right. The, 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 the thirst witch is is better. It's cleaner. It has, it's cleaner. You know. Uh, and she has shared a prophecy with Olaf. Uh, later, Afiller also gets a brain scan, whose results really freak out the doctors. But we don't really see much more that because that's at the end of episode three. Yeah. Uh, Lar- Lars and Alfhilder travel to London in a fun episode where we get to see how time migration has affected another society. The gang goes to London. Yeah. Alfhilder <laughs> correctly uh, correctly points out to the British, it's raining outside. Um, they get a, a lead that the Neoluddites are using doves to communicate, and the British police attempt to push Lars off of the Ben's association with the Jack the Ripper case. So we know something's up with the British police. 
The Oslo police track down the doves to the Neo-Luddite compound, arresting Bend and the Doctorod. Lars um, is pushed off the case while Alex tries to destroy even more evidence of the police documents, but is unsuccessful, we see mm -hmm. at the end of the episode. Lars is brought in to interrogate Ben, who reveals uh, the book that he gave earlier to Lars. Excuse me, Finn. <laughs> Lars is key to the investigation. Lars looks at the author information on the book, which shows the name John Roberts, a theoretical physicist and not chief justice. I was Simu about to say, that would have been a neat crossover. Yeah. Simultaneously, Alex and the British police watch a security cam video of this John Roberts entering the subway tunnel, presumably at the site of the murder, confirming what they called their, quote, worst case scenario. Um, and that's that's the main plot line. I have two very quick things on the side plot lines. Uh, Olaf Haraldsson, the the time migrant who uh, who claims to be the ki the Christian king of Norway, how, now has a YouTube channel and is gaining in popularity. Oh my God! He's he's still with Madeline Ingrid's friend and gets the idea of using DNA to establish his identity. Where so his supporters steal the skull of his son while also framing off Hildur's friend's Tordehund for the crime. And then he uses some legal jujitsu to get a paternity test, mm -hmm. which prove him to be the king. Torhund is released from prison by a very sassy prison guard. Oh, love her. Ingri, and then la, uh, last thing I have, Ingri is pregnant mm -hmm. uh, by a Viking who is the father, who is a guy we are definitely going to talk about. And in a scene that breaks my heart, Gregor's does, uh, Gregor's does not handle it well, but notices it and adjusts because he's yeah. my man. Mm -hmm. I stand Gregor's. Mm -hmm. um, when she tells uh, the father, uh, Sturla, uh, who Gregor's calls a simpleton, which I love. Uh, he uh, that she lets him know that she's getting abortion. Once she clarifies what an abortion is, he threatens her. Yeah. And that is what I have for episode one, two, and three. Which we could recap. honestly could have been episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's so much stuff. There's so much a stuff. Lot. But that, we noticed that in the last season, right? They, they cover a lot of they information. They do. They do cover a lot yeah. of stuff. They do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little... It's a, it reminded me a little bit. I just watched rewatched the Matrix movies recently, and it reminded including me of the, the, of the fourth? including the fourth in in order to watch the fourth. Yeah. Um, the so this reminded me of the second two movies where they're like, hey, we okay, so the Matrix did really well. Um, mm -hmm. We need more violence, more sex, more you know, big th yeah. things to get get people's attention. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was a little bit of that in, in this What do you think season. that they... So you felt that they tried to stuff more information in based off, like, the last season? Kind of. Uh, more, more stuff, but also just, like, more... More, like, uh... More things to get butts in seats. Just kind of like... Well... But, uh, but, but yeah. they did expand on, yeah. on, on, mm. on certain things. Well, if I may may say, uh, this, like the thing the thing that I've been enjoying about the show, uh, which I spoke about with Euro earlier, is I like that it's a, it's a crime show layered on top of an interesting premise, rather mm -hmm. than like you could have made a show about time immigration and refugees coming from the past and having to be resettled, and that would be the entire show. Mm -hmm. That would be the point of the show. That would right. be every single plot. Fish out of water but, type of story. Exactly. And that could be a, a, the, um, uh, like a met it's obviously a metaphor for, for immigra uh, immigration, which we've talked about before. Um, but that would be very on the nose to have the entire show be about that. Instead, what this is, it's a police procedural where they're solving a crime and the, the interesting twisted premise is what's it's in the background and occasionally it's brought forward to give an interesting twist in a way that we haven't seen in a, in a normal uh, police procedural. Cause it's functionally mm -hmm. like a, a bit of a, you know, a buddy cop. These guys don't get along. They're from different, you know, uh, backgrounds. Yeah. And, and I really like that. And, but at the same time, they also get to hint at, you know, this, the, the immigration elements that, that mm -hmm. this is clearly a metaphor for sometimes, but then other times get to just have kind of wacky fun about like, you know, what would it actually be about a Viking? Like, right. Yeah. A Viking be like being here. And, and that's, so that, that's my, <laughs> what the my, Vikings my actually part. say. Yeah. We're not this, tour guys. We're real Vikings. Yeah. This, that's my favorite part about the show is getting to see how they get, like when they, they get to have a little bit of fun. With mm -hmm. it and and yeah the, and yeah mm -hmm. uh, to, to your point to your point 
like yeah. all of of the of uh, the king's like bits. His whole spiel, this like thing mm-hmm. is is these first three episodes is like yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. this. Okay, mm-hmm. how would how would this guy operate in trying mm-hmm. to establish his like identity? He, dude, he totally would get a YouTube, and then like yeah. how they start where. I, I don't know how real that is. Like, I was thinking about like, would the um, uh, we can tell who is from what time frame because most of them just do not change their clothes. Right. They wear exactly, right. and the cultures still seem very bifurcated and don't seem like as integrated um, as you would think. Like Alf Hilder is an example. Like she actually is wearing more modern clothes but there is definitely a hint like you can tell like it's a lot mm. of leather it's a yeah. lot yeah. so it, mm. and the boots yeah. so yeah. it's very like viking adjacent right but we don't really see that with other characters no suitcases well she's, and i feel like she's the she's yeah. but she's one of the few people in the show who we realize we find out is, is really adept is well yeah it goes back and forth or has yeah. has but, made that journey back and forth I guess my thought is, do you think society would change even more? Because one thing that I tracked when they went to London is there was a sign in London that said how many people had arrived in London mm-hmm. or in the UK. And it said 582 people arrived that day with over 5 million in total. Which yeah. I'm like, that is a hu- I thought there were only like, you know, maybe it was like three immigrants a day showed yeah. up. But this is like, That's no, they're huge. talking That's like huge. millions of people are showing up. Massive population boom. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, and, yeah, like, just cultural, culturally it would change, but I think, yeah, just from demographics-wise and, like, mm-hmm. space-wise, so, yeah. <laughs> like, and just the logistical nightmare of having to, yeah, establish social mm-hmm. security numbers for all these people, yeah. or identities <laughs> for all these people. Yes. Here. And, uh, John, I feel like you haven't had an opportunity to talk. Why don't you tell us about what you think? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was really interesting to see... And I almost wish we'd spent more time seeing how it is affecting a different society because that was super. That I mean, it, there was an aspect of like the gang goes to to London. Uh, yeah. Alpheder gets on the plane for the first time uh, and doesn't understand how yeah. you know you have to arrive early for a plane flight. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I. I, I i i enjoyed it i really like i like when shows get to open up the world a little bit more but then yeah. i just started thinking like oh my you know i'm very self-centered what does america look like are are like native americans showing up in like ooh, probably I mean, that's it's or yeah. like people from the 1800s in the u.s like i'm just like ooh, this yeah, seems like awkward conversations more, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, more like it would be a different show we, uh, it would be a very, very, very different show. show. What I, in in the in uh, the London scene, I think in the mm-hmm. opening credits, um, mm-hmm. there's one billboard that I, I that they passed by that I thought was genius. It's uh, for, for like um, uh, Is it uh, the watch one. The, the watch one. Yeah. Class is timeless, and it's that that dude with the <laughs> yeah. giant handlebar mustache, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> like jump. Out of the jumping out of the water, it's like yeah, that's I that's great. Like, that is a, that is that's a, pretty good. Such, that's a nice touch. I I have that's another. I, that's funny. I um I think we've talked about credits and stuff before in, in shows, and I love when credits um do uh like double duty. They yeah. in, introduce the show, they give credit to the people who are there, but they also I love when they change to show us different information. And like this is a great one that that we always play that that one song. Um, mm-hmm. But getting to see little different aspects as as society has changed, and one actually bit that stuck with me is there was um, in the credits on the very first episode there was a protest against it was anti time migration, and there were police and excuse me, jeez, and this is inc- incredibly rude, but there were protests so with. with with a dog, there was a, like a police mm-hmm. was surrounding these people. They were holding signs that saying, you know, like stop time migration, as if there was a pot way to do that. Yeah. Yep. And and um, one of the guys was like screaming into a microphone, like they're defiling our women. And I think in the case of Nora, this is something we can talk a bit about. This is I think this is clearly an analog for um, for Sion. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you want, Gira, do you want to tell a little bit what Sion is? So Sion is an organization in Norway. Um, it, it, I think it stands for Stop, Stop the Islam- Islamification of, of Norway. Norway. Yeah. So they... Yeah. So you can kind of guess what they're into. Yeah, right? yeah. They, yeah. They, and they protest in front of Stortinga yeah. every once in a while, but it's, it's very... And like, 
I mean, it's, t I would say it's tied to the alt-right. It's tied oh, to, true, like, yeah. it's... They're just, they're Nazis. Yeah, and because they're, like, explicitly, like, we too many Muslims. Like, it's right. a Muslim yeah. problematic okay. thing. So, so and they, I, I think, again, going back to our, the, the clear metaphor of the immigration. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually super interesting. Just, like, would, all, would those kind of Islamic people, all this... It, do you think, yeah. like, crazy alt-right people would be, like, super chill with Vikings showing up? Actually, with Vikings, maybe, but um, yeah, would, right? the, like, would, would the Vikings be cool with the with the alt right bros? I don't think so. Let's hope not. I, because we're Vikings, like I don't know. I I always hear like they actually were relatively more progressive on like women's issues for their time, and you know, I, yeah, I, I think well, had a little bit more equitable well, society. Yeah, they did also have slaves. Vikings, so, you know. I don't think had like. I, well, I, look, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like Vikings had particular like racial hang-ups they were going all all over the place and yeah, exactly. you know settle, would, settling down as it were they'll murder <laughs> we'll kill anybody <laughs> no but like they, I, they didn't like they would intermarry with the local population right, slash right. Inter, inter rape to be honest we will uh, yeah we'll rape anybody but not yeah but but the point is well t is well made though is you know they yeah. the ra the racial aspect is not mm -hmm. doesn't play a, mm -hmm. as much of a part you, one uh, uh, one thing I want to ask you guys about, did this feel like there was a way more, uh, I'll say, sexual imagery? Not yes. not like sex sex, but like, the, yeah. uh, I mean, the amount of like female genitalia in the form of mutilation or, or depiction, as well as like the conversations we've had about like mm -hmm. having to explain to uh, Uphilder what a clitoris is. And then yes. uh, I, I thought, that's what I think. When I talked about when I mentioned earlier, like th th this, this is the second. This is you know the Matrix re re reloaded. It's more sex. It's more more violence. More more gore. More like that visceral stuff. But did you feel like there was more violence? I guess there was like them yeah. with the blood Mutilation? in the pit in the pig and yeah. Thing, I guess. I guess. But yeah. it was, did you feel it? Did it feel forced for you, Kevin? A little bit. It felt a little forced. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So did the whole Jack the Ripper thing, but like, but I there is agree a, with that. Yeah. Why? Why, John? I, I. It's funny. You identified as a, and I think you're probably right, but you identified as a side plot: the mm -hmm. king returning and Jack yeah. the Ripper as the main plot. And mm -hmm. I think that is right as to how it was cast, but or mm -hmm. how it was kind of portrayed. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but I found I find the king returning plot so much more interesting than the jack the ripper plot um which just feels kind of contrived uh because there's a lot of legal elements of it john no it's it's, the... it's just like like i mean yes if you're having if you're having people return from the past you are going to have two there's like multiple ways that can manifest and one is i suppose that famous criminals from the past might get snatched up and mm -hmm come to your time slash people who are copycats who knows um yeah but i think the more interesting aspect is like paternity heritage rule former rulers of all norway like and denmark yeah. because because technically yeah, if it? he proves that he is yeah he then still king. Yeah, does that make him like what I, I don't know yeah. right but isn't that like, king emeritus who gets to rule that's i mean yeah. think about it it's funny to put it in the uk right because presumably at some point like richard the third is going to come back or uh or like william the conqueror right and then i don't know are they king well, like that that raises a lot of questions for me about whether or not the um uh like how the timeline works because is it that people in from our like people from the past timelines who we know died means they cannot have time. Like if we know someone lived a life and then died, we do we know that they cannot therefore have well, time but migrated? How do we know? I mean, yeah. so like this guy died in battle, I think is the, is the idea, right? Yes. Um, but I, do they even but make a reference? They, that, they say yeah. that it's someone like he got else. someone, so, someone else. Exactly. Yeah. To, Correct. So, so that's, they have to work around that. So right. there is presumably a single timeline here. Other, what, what I thought was interesting when they go to that, um, what's called the FDI, the time, which is like time migration 
time migrant department i think mm-hmm. says, which is funny because the the current it has the exact same logo as the real one that's just the immigration department which is called mm. udi um and he, he goes there and i've been in that when he's there arguing with that guy um mm-hmm. who with who has like the pie chart and stuff yeah. the, the pyramid chart i've been there i sat i sat at that exact seat <laughs> actually because that is that is the oslo dmv <laughs> <laughs> so if you look in the That's background, great. the sign in the background is, um, it's a, it, there's all these cars, there's drawings yeah. of cars. If, so if we ever cut back to it, look for it. Cause it's, That's, That's where I had to go to get my driver's license. That yeah. is really funny. funny. That's I did really like funny. the little touches when he's like, you have, uh, they were like a friendly reminder not to urinate <laughs> or spit into the... <laughs> But what, but what I didn't understand about the Nor- uh, Norwegian uh, police, or not police, but like the, the state, why would they ha- not have an incentive to find out if this guy is actually the, who he says he is? I mean, to person, it's a thing he's, because they think he's a, a, either a crackpot or a, someone trying to take advantage of a, a, you know, mm-hmm. a weird situation. Is it that we don't want, they don't want to set a precedent? Because, like, if this guy's, like, sh- like this seems like a good idea to check if this guy says yeah. he's the king and has a substantive but, case, but, but if What's he, the benefit? Why, why would they want to find that out? Just to, for the truth. I think that's super interesting. I mean, how are these guys not, like, if the king showed up, I, I'm sure there's a lot of historians that are like, we want to hear everything. And, yeah, well, I'm sure you, so, yes, uh, historians, I agree, and you <clears> as an... <throat> as an interested busybody sure yeah. what is the incentive of the bureaucrats and the norwegian government to test all these claims i guess yeah. i my only thought would be to have the to tr- accurately and portray people as the people they say they are if if if, if to misname like if this guy truly mm-hmm. is who he is then the government is doing a disservice by not or correctly uh, identifying him. i think that i think there is one kind of um important way to look at 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 this this storyline, mm-hmm. so we see the we see King Harold Harvald mm-hmm. and, and, and Olaf um, Olaf Haraldson Olaf Haraldson yeah, um, but he's he's always in contrast to this like dutifully bureaucratic entity that that, that he's coming up against who he refers to as a Saracen yeah <laughs> that's not ideal like, no no. But like, but like, even like the, the the driving instructor, he's like, oh, oh yeah. like like, you need to put that down, King. Yeah, you can't. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, you, you yeah. can't do that while driving. And the King, the King, I was like, oh yes, no, you're right. Okay, yeah. The good thing I love is this is what but, I do love is but it's, when it's that duality. Them. It's it's the the mm-hmm. old and then coming up against the new and it's like, well, the, the new works. You just have to go through the process. You have to and file all the paperwork. And which he does. You see, but yes. Olaf does that by getting a lawyer, to getting a lawyer exactly. who threatens to go to the International Criminal Court like of, of human rights. To yeah. I did love uh, that the that it, you see him uh, driving his car, doing his driver's test, and then in the next scene you see him in a car um, when he's meeting with his lawyer. They make no reference to it, but the back of the car has the little L. Has L on it. Permit. Yep, I, I noticed that. <laughs> I, I saw this the second time. Yeah, I was like, that's, like, that's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that is the that's the little stuff that yeah. I love that populates the background of the show. It's so good. Uh, can I can I d- 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 kind of bring up one thing about the timeline and yeah. some information that I I just picked up. I watched the first two episodes twice and first three episodes twice and the second time I picked up that Ben Joseph Ben uh, Isaac mm-hmm. Ben Joseph mm-hmm. he's made throughout the 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 these episodes he's like you see these cut scenes of him um like oh I, daddy's got to go away for a long time yeah uh, mm-hmm. and and he's talking to that like the rabbi or, or you know yeah, spirits, presumably, yeah. yeah um and like yeah. i have to go cuz that's where he is mm-hmm. so presumably he like there's an active way for people from the past to have agency to go to the future and oh. can plan on it and can make like, hey, oh. I'm gonna go to the future, and to do this thing because that's where oh. this. I thought he was just trying. He, I assumed he is tracking Jack the Ripper, and then and then was going to where Jack the Ripper is, and and is going to fall into some kind. I, I that that uh, it appears mm. to me that all everyone time migrates through water. Right. 
And so I just assume that he's going down to somewhere because there was there a reference to a lighthouse or something that he's going to and that he's going to accidentally time migrate. Oh, but you think but he's I, actually I think, maybe intentionally. I think it's, as... yeah, I think it's intentional because crazy theory. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. I want to hear it. Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, at the end of this episode, uh, Jack the Ripper is clearly John Roberts, the Chief Justice of Chief the Supreme Court. Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Court. <laughs> um, but I was th- suspecting that the uh, the doctor, the um, the medical the examiner, Ryan? yeah, the medical examiner Our is same Jack the Ripper. Oh no, the same doctor from uh, yeah. Uh, no one dies in Scarnus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. because he's the one that is like, well, clitoris was removed, um, and this is oh, this is a dolphin. Like I'm the he's mm. the only one with all of that information. And he's the only one. Uh, um, is wild theory, I know, and I know it's John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who's actually Jack the Ripper. But so, okay, mm-hmm. uh, what, John? You're you're saying you're you're looking at you're giving me a look as if <laughs> I shouldn't be as saying you're crazy. John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, has is that, Jack the Ripper. Of... <laughs> I just think that's factually accurate, and I'm I don't know. No, no comment. I, 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 so, uh, bold claim. Do you think it'll end up that, that Jack the Ripper, first off, do you think that this, um, all this being Jack the Ripper is a red herring or the, or is it true that it will determine that actual Jack the Ripper is operating in Norway right now? I think it's going to be the actual Jack the Ripper is operating in Norway. It is John Roberts and Ben Joseph is, was sent or knows about time migration and knows that this yeah. guy was in the future and has and so goes to the future actively can i give you my crackpot theory please that jack the ripper started now and is going to go back in time and mm. then continue being jack the, so jack the ripper is from oh. our time and actually goes back and then continues being jack the oh. ripper in the oh. past that, that's my oh that's that's but, juicy yeah. Yes. I don't oh. think that works if I think about it too much. I yeah, just, I say like, like wait. There's like a predestination <laughs> paradox thing there or something. Or don't like think that. about it too much. Yeah. How does There's... the guy in the current time know how to do the Jack the Ripper thing before Jack the Ripper? I mean, obviously you can kill people, but... Yeah, well, we, I, we're just, not clear. They, it just proves that there is no free will. <laughs> we have not found out the nature of time migration. That's because, like, we do not know... We know people are coming from different times, but the people who are coming from different times, we do not know if they are coming chronologically in order. Like the people that arrive today Mm -hmm. and the people that will arrive tomorrow, are they going to be also spaced one day apart? Or are they actually, like, is there rivers of time that are carrying people forward or is it sporadically jumping in a rough period? Well, I think there's... There's, I don't know, mm-hmm. but there is also, uh, but but I, I see what you mean though. That the, the the how that flows is is a little tricky. But there's also the, I, I don't know that it necessarily matters if people can go back in time as well, which is what we learn is possible for. We, yeah. At least two people have done have done so. Yes, and we do not I, know I, how. I, I speak Lars has as well. He might actually be Jack Lars, the Ripper. Re- yeah. Oh God! We, if anyone goes back in time and and becomes Jack the Ripper, it's Lars. Okay, uh, uh, we'll Never. put a pin in that one. Um, Never. What do you think? This the cover up nature that we're seeing mm-hmm. of the British police p- being aware, Alex being aware. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? My my immediate presumption was that they are just covering up the two way nature of time travel, um, and that. But but but. The fact, like, the, the, my biggest um, confusion, like, there's the obvious, the, the murder and the Jack the Ripper theory, but the thing I have the least grasp on right now is what is Ben Ben Joseph trying to do? Why, mm-hmm. why does he know about this guy with the book? What was he doing back in Whitechapel in 1888? Why is he with the, why is he with the Neo-Luddites? Yeah. And what are the, what are the Neo-Luddites trying to do? Like, Make All honey. good questions. They're trying to just mm-hmm. ha- have a honey farm and make twine. What? I mean, 
Like, what clearly you, not if. Why are they... They're tracking these three women, and there's... The, and, and it seems unrelated, like, are, uh, why they're hunting these people down. Right. Presumably... We, we only saw those three women, we only saw them in the past, in 1888, correct? Because in the present time, we saw him pulling the police. Oh, no. No, no. Obviously, they must be because they're, the they're in the police. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. yeah, they're on the farm. They're with the Neolithics. Because we, we see glimpses of them. Like, oh, okay. they, so they, get, they give a look to, to whatever is happening. Those are the three women, and yeah. that's why he yeah. was trying to link up with them? Yeah. But to what end? Like, that's what I... And I exactly, to what end exactly, is a great question. That we do not know the answer to. I don't think well, we even have hints, really. Uh, it, just, yeah, so it just sucks that there's not going to be any resolution. Yeah. We just have to sit with these three episodes. Yeah. Well, let me... So, so here are the things I wrote down that we are still tracking in the show. Yeah. I have. We are tracking the most, like, direct one is like, okay, who commit these murderers? Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then we get more to the conspiracy side. Why is the Norwegian and British authorities covering this up, even though we have some theories? Um, the wider conspiracy big picture about the two-way nature of time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, what Ben and the Neolithics, what their goals are, what their motives are, what are they trying to do? Yeah. And then lastly, I have uh, uh, what is King Olaf trying to do? What is his, is, is, is this just a power play? Why are we putting so much time into this? If, you know, where is it going to mm. go? Is it yeah. going to link back to the main story? And then a little bit more like what is happening uh, both l- with Lars and Offhilder's visions. Is Lars just, is he just tripping yeah. because he's been off of this drug? Is Offhilder having uh, these sleepwalking problems just because she's suffering from some kind of, uh, what, what, they had a name for it, like a, a PTSD of Tempor- time travel. Temporal yeah. uh, <laughs> disruption, yeah. disruptive, yeah. sleep disruptive thing, whatever. So, yeah. If we exit this, sh- when this season ends, when we watch the last six episodes, uh, we have to know the whole, we need resolution on that murderer thing. I hope we advance forward on the Norwegian and British authority cover-up line. Like, oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and we need, I need to know what the hell Ben Ben is trying to do. Mm-hmm. If we don't, I'm going to be very mad. I'd love to see another twist as big as the one that John loved from last season with Alf Hilder, but... You're not gonna let that go, Art. You're not gonna let that go. Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> okay, I promise that'll be the last time I, I bring it up. But but uh, to to that point of of Elf Hilder being the light, I, thematically, I thought that was a really interesting. Just kind of jumping mm-hmm. back up, but thematically throughout this pe- the first three episodes, the idea of light versus dark, and what mm-hmm. what you know the truth coming out in the, in the light and the dark mm-hmm. kind of concealing well, lies and off well the with off hilder um building off that kevin off hilder we know is going to link back well presumably with king olaf because thirstwitch has that prophecy mm-hmm. and thirstwitch originally must have originally told king olaf about madeline because mm-hmm. she he was like you're going to meet a woman she's very important she has moved two ways in time, mm-hmm. and that was thought to be Madeline. But now, uh, Thirstwitch has had those memories that she's like, "Oh, actually, it's Alfhilder." Someone who else. I'm talking about. Yeah. And that, well, yeah, that, she, she I, doesn't say Alfhilder. She just says someone else. But presumably, but, presumably, I mean, it's it's Alfhilder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that'll have to link up there. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, I no, just it, hope I hope we get this resolution you want, and I'm not sure we're going to. We've been disappointed before in shows. But it, it seems yeah. like it's so it's too complex to, of a setup no. not to have some kind of mm. some kind of catharsis. Well, yeah, I mean they they cram a like this should feels like it should be a nine or ten episode season, but they they're cramming a lot into into six. But I mean, yeah. so far, I mean, I, I I've been okay with it. I think the the nature of getting into watch, you know, more than one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, or watching it, uh, excuse me, watching it twice helps out a lot, which probably is not a great sign for a show that you have to watch it that way. Well, I, but I, I don't know. It's it, it kind of from like a design standpoint and a production standpoint. You want yeah. the you don't want all of the the design yeah. elements to be and like all the the thematic mm-hmm. elements to be fully like present. You need you need things to kind of exist in the background a little bit. But I do hear hear, hear what you're saying that it is so yeah. much. Stuff and it's very not process. it's not uh, but, not Norwegian and it's in that in that kind of, in that way of like well, well I appreciate that they're taking those heavy elements and the like the grinding of the plot but mm-hmm. I 
for me, it's sprinkling in enough fun elements and interesting elements that that kind of get me through. Like, you know, like the, the thing about the breakfast, like that a yeah. quick 30 second scene about taking breakfast. Or just like even the scene like where um, <laughs> off Hilder like stopping everyone and be like, excuse me, what is Holocaust? Yeah. <laughs> and then just having to be like, <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. God. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about Benton like that. I was talking with Giro about how, like, how awful mm. that must have been for, like, I, 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 can you imagine being from Ben's perspective, where so from 1888, you jump forward in time, you know, 140 years. Which is not you, that you, great a t- amount of time in the great comparison of the, exactly. the people mm-hmm. that and, and then to be informed about the Holocaust, and then, but, so he was close enough, he was about 50 years away from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Which from his time, which means there are presumably possibly children he knew that are going to die in the Holocaust. When you know, like they people, said, all of his descendants died. Yeah. Descendants, all of his descendants. and and like the idea of like learning of an evil that is in your future, but in everyone else's past. Like you're yeah. you, you're like to jump to a time that like to today we're like yeah the Holocaust you know. It's a thing of the past. It's not right. like you don't jump into into a time where you can affect it, and 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 learn about like another thing is like a, a general feeling of advancing forward and people becoming better, and to learn the idea that fifty years ahead of your time right now, people are going to fuck up so badly. They're going to be so evil, and they're going to mess things up terribly. And, and, yeah. and then what and the idea of then you will jump ahead of that of, of what is your future and to look back and everyone has moved on and be like, well, I mean, not moved on, but like takes it as a given thing. And, and to think, yeah, that yeah. And that's man, your your future was your future was wiped out and there's nothing you could have done. Like, I'm like, and then they're like, yeah, he broke down and went, hey, shut up. Oh, <laughs> my God, man, that's so, so good. I mean, like, oh god! I did, I did, like, lay down and think, like, you know, that's the fun stuff about the show when you take yeah. a twist, like a premise like that, and be like, oh yeah, I would probably have a complete emotional breakdown to learn about something like that. Absolutely, it's because it's a very human reaction to a insanely traumatic event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did like that. Um, anyone else have uh, major thoughts, or do you guys want to? Um, I, I do. Oh, one thing that I was speaking about uh, weird things. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so the, uh, when, uh, the, when the, the farmer and the people get arrested, yeah, 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 the police, the SWAT team coming in, yeah. SWAT team comes in, they throw a flashbang into the house, flashbang goes off, then we cut to a view from inside and everyone is still standing like fully aware <laughs> as if no flashbang yeah. had just gone off in their faces. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a strange oversight production wise. Yeah. Um, uh, Maybe the, there were yeah. multiple houses. Were they going into the, the correct house? Maybe? Yeah. No, because right. it was, it was the one that they were then let out of. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and like Oops. immediately and then later. So it's like, uh, why? Um, yeah. So, um, and uh, uh, Kruk- Krukus, Kruk, uh, the 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 um, oh. Lars's old neighbor. Yeah, his old friend. His, his old his friend. Oh, yeah. friend. With yeah. the, the father. Oh, the f- he's doing a lot of jobs. He's, he's doing a lot. He's, of, he's doing great. Of sorts and he and I I, I, I love it. And talking about little like sprinkling in things. Him his uh, speech syntax. He's like, oh, do, do you have my medicine? He's like, I had forgetness. I I, I make I make fix tomorrow. I make fix tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah because he doesn't have a grasp on on language and and things. He's the one. He's loving it because, like, remember, he's the one that's learning how to use a leaf blower and yeah. it's just like blowing <laughs> his mind. He's loving it. He's uh, he's he's thriving, and I'm very glad um, for him. Uh, there's two things, uh, three things I had written here. Uh, it was really weird for me to hear Lars and Vold speak English. <laughs> Did they? They yes. I, they sound way different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does Lars have like? Is it a? It's a British accent. Like he learned... it sounds a very British. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. So that that but, I thought was interesting. But Vold, yeah, is. Uh... Yeah. 
Um, there's, uh, there's two, uh, things I, I am also, uh, well, one thing I'm tracking, one thing I, I wanted to mention as an insight. So, uh, the police chief who's above Vold, his name's not, again, again, for people who are new, <laughs> he, he played the character, the, the, the boss of Lars, the bald guy played Vold, a guy named Vold in Occupied. We will always be calling him. <laughs> that's that's um, his name. He, um, his boss, the woman, the blonde yeah. woman who's the police chief, I believe, yeah. um, she, at one point, uh, when Bold goes to talk to her, she is on her computer watching a video of a woman in, like, 1800s clothes, um, jumping off a, a bridge. Mm-hmm. And they never reference it, they don't do anything, so I assume something's there. Yeah. Uh, I, and well, that's, that's true. It seems kind of disconnected. But mm-hmm. they, the but they rarely waste shots. They uh, these exactly. They... I'm sure something's coming back. From yeah. Um, and then the last thing, last thing I wanted to talk about is the guy, um, the man who plays uh, the Viking who gets angry pregnant. Oh yes. That guy. Yes. So his name is Herman Flesvig, and he's uh, uh he's awesome. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's super popular here. So he um. He's an incredibly talented comedian, and like I think he, he became—I don't know if it was oh. like on TikTok or Vine or—he's—he started making a lot of good videos, and he has—he ri- blew up, I would say, in the past two years, because he got a show made on Norwegian television where um, it's a comedic show, which a great premise. Mm-hmm. It's called First Gangs Tjenesten, which means um, it's. Um, in Norway, um, theoretically still now, um, when you turn 18, everyone has to go serve one year in the military. And um, though a lot of people don't uh, do it for one reason or another. But he wrote a show about uh, a group of uh, people, who, of like 18-year-olds who all start um, uh, uh, doing, it's their one year of service, which is a great premise because it brings in all these kind of random people of society to all be in a unit together. Right. However, he plays... 80% of the characters. So, so he's the same guy in all of them. And it's, it's a very, very comedic show. It's like one, like he plays one guy who's like super into airsoft and two, like super, like I play mm-hmm. call of duty. I'm so ready to be this. He plays one like girl who doesn't want to be there. And she's very like a prima donna kind of like obsessed with her looks. Uh, he plays a, a white guy who grew up in the immigrant neighborhood in Norway, so thinks he acts like a really cool immigrant oh, kid. Oh, oh, and he no. has dreadlocks. It's awful. Oh, and then my no. favorite is he plays this. Um, he plays an American who moved to an American former special forces guy mm. who married a Norwegian woman and lived in Norway, but then got divorced and now gives advisory services about like survival in the field. But he still speaks. <laughs> And he's got this huge beard. It's just I'll I'll send you guys the clips, but it's 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 super. He's it's it, and it's it's really like over the top comedic characters, very like SNL level of over the topness. Yeah, it's, he's great. He's great, and uh, so it's it was super funny to see him there because I have only ever seen him being super comedic. Right, and to see him like and super threatening. And it yeah. it definitely showed like in the, when you when we first see him on when oh, they're, yeah, when, when they're watching it. yeah when they were wa- when they're watching the video of him and he's like. Hey, how you doing? Like, um, yeah. all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like he was, uh, <laughs> the way he was posing, it was definitely like, oh, this guy is, it, mm-hmm. this, he's playing a character, like a character yeah. of this kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. macho Viking guy. Well, yeah, so I hope we get to see more of him. He's awesome. Yeah. That, have, you, uh, have, have you met him? No, no, God. Okay. I'll, I'm sure at this rate, though, like, yeah, well, now that I've moved, since I've moved. Not you know, an unreasonable be, question. I have lived in the hip part of Oslo called Grunelukker, and now I have moved to an area called Torshav, which is mm. right up the street, but is less cool. Less cool. So, well, less co- I'm sorry. Although I learned what Torshav means. It is it literally uh, Tor- Torshav, Tor, meaning Thor, mm-hmm. and Hav is like altar of sacrifice. Oh. So it's where they used to make sacrifices to Thor. Cool. <laughs> like down the street from me. So well, that's pretty that's, metal. So like a hundred yeah. years ago, or uh, no, like like yeah, like 20, now 20, 2018. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's paganism making a comeback. Um, cool. You guys got anything else, or you want to get to our categories? Uh, my cat's playing with a bag now, so I think it's time for categories. That's that's what I think. Categories. Uh, Giro, uh, if anyone couldn't tell, has dipped out with Finn, as is so common uh, yeah. the case now. Uh, but we shall uh, proceed. We'll, we shall march on without her. So, um, guys, who won? Who won the show so far? Any of you guys got a guy for that? Who won? 
I'm gonna say King Olaf is winning, so far. He, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. just legally, he's he's gotten, he's been pushed up against the system, and he is uh, going through it, and he's mm-hmm. being su- successful. Um, mm-hmm. People are, you know, flocking to him, and he's. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's gonna turn out well for him, but you yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, he's winning right now. Um, mine is. Alfredir, whose name I still Ooh, can't okay. pronounce, and I, I'm saying that because, you know, look, she she's got some sleep problems and she's got some stuff she's still figuring out, but she is figuring it out. Like she's she's moving on a path. She and generally she seems to be killing it. She is a valued police colleague. Uh, she's having fun still. You know, she's still mm-hmm. get, living her best Viking life. Uh, she got to take her first plane flight. That's cool. Um, she, yeah. she generally has a positive attitude towards life and is enjoying things. So I think she's kind of killing it. I, I like that she took. She was less scared of flying than Lars. Oh yeah, I that's, thought that was a that nice was a little. Cute bit. Him nice giving thing. these statistics on her, like, yeah. Do you want so, to hold my hand? Are you are you afraid of flying? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no. He no. Gives, yeah, he gives a great <laughs> look. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. Um, uh, I have her for who won. I have Thirst Witch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, she did come out on top. Bul- well, Bulma, she was... Well, yeah, she, I mean, that's come. She, she, the reason that character, boy, did that character stand out for me. Like, oh, yeah. wow, this girl, like this girl, first scene comes in throwing 100 a mile fastballs yeah, at Hilda. Yeah, like, just, Coming out swinging. And like, she came yeah, in like, hot. I am, yeah, I am the kid who came in real hot and real and then try, trying because she's like, and I was like, are you actually a witch or do you just really want to sleep with Offhilder? And you're like, oh my God, like I could totally to tell you the future. If you, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and like really like laying it on. Yeah. And ends up doing sleeping with Offhilder so good. good but good then at the, at the end, but then she, you know, is like brings it back to the prophecy. Like, well, oh. she is playing two sides of there. But I, I, I guess uh, I'm oh, saying partially, yeah, I guess so. yeah. partially the character. Uh, and partially just the actress, like that. She can't, she has maybe like three scenes, three big scenes, and is like, mm-hmm. she, I did not forget her. That yeah, yeah. Um, no, she is a very major part because uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. also it's tying her thematically to the old like old mm-hmm. versus new and who is yeah. actually what is mm-hmm. truth and lies, blah blah blah. Uh, uh, you guys want to go to uh, who lost? Do you guys have a loser? Lars. I, I think so. For the kind of the you know other side of the coin of, of what I was just describing, I, I, he still having like kind of addiction, post addiction mm-hmm. problems. Uh, seeing Odin, we didn't talk a ton about that, but like that's kind of weird. Uh, whether it's really Odin or a vision, either way. Super creative way to do Odin. Sure. Yeah. Hundred oh percent. Like um, a little per- a little person, woman. Like yeah. Just but like yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't know, Lars not allowed to be a full cop, having family issues, like, basically yeah. all he's got going on is his job, and that's not, I mean, or, like, his abilities at his job, um, mm-hmm. which are still strong, but yeah. it's not, it's not, not, everything's not great for him, I have hopes, but mm-hmm. everything's not going great for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to that, um, his daughter, Ingrid, is, uh, is my loser. Oh yeah, actually, she okay. she has no no ups in in first three episodes. It, she I is, think, yeah, yeah. Every every it's all downhill for her. It's all downhill. Like like sh- the the mm-hmm. one saving grace is they're like, like her dad. Like it is your choice. Like you ha- being empowered by her family, but then immediately getting mm-hmm. cut down by this yeah apparently I, hilarious dude. I was gonna originally say for loser as Alfhilder, having never heard of a clitoris. <laughs> Venka making a point of like that. Having that would be unfortunate. Yeah. But actually, I have a, a clearer one, and and this because this is this is the biggest rise and fall I have ever uh, seen in you know, I think in a show we've covered. Yeah. Which I'm gonna have the loser is that pig, because which was Aww. a great because so we who we are introduced. We are introduced to Torahun riding a bicycle my with first a pig. Note, my first note was CGI pig. <laughs> the CGI, the CGI pig is riding in one of those things that like you bike when you're when you're taking kids in like a trailer behind the bike. And yeah. it, not only is he there, he's in it, 
but he's also wrapped in a blanket. Yep. So he's a pig in a blanket. And he's completely... And I am like... I was like... Oh, I was so excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be he was so cute. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, got a pet now. He's got a pet. This is going to be a character, this pig they go. Nope. And by the end of the episode, he is killed. Oh, you've got it for the blood sacrifice. sacrifice. Oh, the, yeah. the blood sacrifice. So I'm going to have... Uh, my loser is the pig. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up the pig. Yeah. That was literally the uh, first thing I, I was like, wait. Yeah. That is a yeah, yeah. CGI... That is a... Wait, comically designed pig. Guys, that shot the... cost. Yeah. What pig? Are I'm you... kidding. I'm oh god, kidding. John. I god. will don't, don't, slap don't you, John. Don't break my heart, John. Uh, that. Uh, so we have the pig is losing, but the pig mm. is not our guy. Who is your guy? Does anyone have a guy? Medical examiner. Oh, why? Who, who may be Jack the Ripper? Oh, uh, maybe Jack the Ripper. He mm-hmm. he gets to explain some fun anatomy lessons uh he's just kind of there doing his job and it's like okay ladies ladies let's 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 enough enough with the fighting let's can we just go with the dead body or or the pieces (laughs) the the pieces of flesh that we have here cool uh and i think he might be jack the ripper but and and also i just like that he's the same the doctor guy from nobody dies in scarness yeah yeah. Yeah. playing the exact same role (laughs) playing the exact same role (laughs) yep he has one role yeah um, uh, my my guy, uh, I'd I mentioned him before, Crucus, uh, yeah, Crucus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a uh, mm. he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. Way to go. Um, uh, it's so so few scenes in this, mm-hmm. but so strong still. Still, and yeah, you you get us you get a very good sense of his character development since we've last mm-hmm. seen him in only you know a few few short scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Giro told me hers, so I'm gonna tell. Uh, she loved the prison guard that uh, won't turn the radio <laughs> oh off. Oh my god! Him. And the delivery of the line uh. when he says, "Were you b- an, born an asshole, or or did it this place turn you into one?" And the way she delivers the line, like she goes, "That's uh, a co- a combination of the two, I think." Yeah. Like just smile, like yeah, like like wow. Yeah, like, like as if she was asking, like, "Oh, um, like." Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my, my parents were one, one was German, the other one was yeah, French. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, just, a little matter matter of fact. Didn't care, like she couldn't care. Like, she's clearly been through, dealt with so many assholes. So mm-hmm. that's the one that girl. I that's had one. one because there was this. This is a moment that it it's, it it made me. It hit me real hard. Was when it's the the like police. Like counselor lady, oh who, my god! Who yeah. when 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 off when she goes up to off Hilder and is going, hey, um, so we'd like to bring you you for an evaluation, and off Hilder says, oh, so I can't address my problems using the tools of my own culture, <laughs> and she goes, oh no 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 no, 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 no of course no. of course like uh, yeah, yes please whatever, and she's like smiling and the way she holds her hands like oh yeah like oh, like, oh you're okay. a, yeah and was like I I was like. I have I have been there before. If like you feel like I'm so sorry that I've offended you and <laughs> yep. your culture, and I want to just step away. Yeah, <laughs> the best thing I can do is remove myself from the situation. Yeah, your situation and, and, and apologize so profusely. <laughs> she looks so sweet, and she's like, because when Elfilder eventually comes and is like, says, "Yeah, I'll go to a doctor." She's yeah. like, ah. "Yay, yay! I'm so happy for you." <laughs> like she clearly, she clearly just wants to help and be a good person, but follow the rules and not offend anybody. Yeah, and that's just. A super like, a super like helpful. In the same way that I also wanted to say, I was between her and Vold when Vold, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, is trying way too hard when when the per, per, the British police come because he oh, sets yeah, up yeah. tea and biscuits and it's like, see, they're British, so they'll love tea. We'll get some tea. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, you're trying so hard. And, and, and when when he was on the phone with them too, he was yeah, yeah like he's so smiley and like, yeah. yeah. So so pleasant to the English. I did love it. Yeah. The British. Um, all right. Let's get to our rating system. So um, the rating system that I've chosen for this is the most Norwegian thing that I noticed in the entire episode. Okay. Was during – and this is another – it goes to one of those things that just kind of is mentioned in the background. It's a button that happens at the end of one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Is um, – I, I think Lars is in kind of the the common area of the police where they have all the desks and mm-hmm. he's talking to Alex or someone and then the scene is interrupted because one of the police officers walks behind 
got ringing a bell and holding and be, because he is says okay it's time for the wine lottery yeah and he goes going and they're going with a bit of a mead theme as he says so this is <laughs> super common uh Every Norwegian workplace I know does this. Yeah. And they do it at Guro's office. They do it at my office on a Friday at around three o'clock. Some guy goes and rings the bell and goes, all right, boy, time for the wine lottery. And so uh, I'm glad to know that even in the police department in this alternate universe, they are still uh, uh, continuing the wine lottery thing. So that's great. Uh, we will be re- re- <laughs> rating. Uh, uh, we'll be rating the first three episodes of season two of The Foreigners on a scale of one to six uh, me- bottles of mead wine. Okay. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to go with wine lottery bell. Wine lottery oh, no, no. bell. We're going with the wine. I think about the the. the the flask of, of wine, I think, okay. is, is a clear thing. So, uh, bottles of mead wine. Bottles um, of mead wine. How, okay. One to six. How many uh, do you guys want to give the first half of this season? John, you want to go or do you want sure, I, I can go. Okay. I'll say 3.5 bottles of mead wine, which mm-hmm. is kind of my median rating most of the mm-hmm. time. But I, I remain... I, I, I enjoy the premise. I still do. This It's a very fun premise. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of fantastic world building. Um, there's a lot of plot elements that are outstanding right now, as, as you noted. There, there's mm-hmm. just a ton of kind of like loose threads that I hope, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to tie up. I also, as I expressed, I actually, the, I would prefer the King subplot to the Jack the Ripper subplot. Um, and so... It might have gotten up to like four if we had spent more time with that, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I overall, I'm definitely enjoying it. So that's that's yeah. where three point five, and Good. I could see it after the next half of the season mm-hmm. going up to like four and a half or five. I could yeah. see it going down to two and a half. Depending we'll see how they, how they handle it. Yeah, Kevin. Um, so generally, you know, I score pretty high, but I'm gonna have to give this one three bottles of mead wine. Ooh, wow. Um, Ooh. So here's here's the thing. I loved the first season. Mm-hmm. I felt like this season is too much of a departure from the last mm-hmm. season thematically and kind of tonally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Jack the Ripper thing is... It was, it sounded, it, it, to me, it reads like it was someone is in a boardroom. They're like, all right, we need, what's a sexy thing from the past, like a, a murderer from the past that comes back. Oh, yeah, Jack the Ripper. Okay, let's mm-hmm. get that, like, yeah. a, a, a kind of a gimmicky thing. Um, but unless mm-hmm. it's the story can then, like, sh- reshape itself to be like, oh, no, like, there was Jack the Ripper from the beginning. Yeah. It just the that part of the story wasn't revealed, but that yeah. like, so. So do you, yeah. If I may, if I may. Just, and the flashbang. So the flashbang brought me down an entire <laughs> half star. On a half scale of one line. to six, flashbangs. That um, don't have any effect inside the lens. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have heard of flashbang. There is no way you don't notice that. That. Exa- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is meant to in- briefly incapacitate. Per- it also is a very well named device. It says what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. The onomatopoetically. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kevin, if the ending of this season um, recontextualized the Jack, Jack the Ripper, like if it mm-hmm. turns out they were totally wrong about it being Jack the Ripper and that was just a mistake mm-hmm. and it's not Jack the Ripper and there's another, it, it goes in a different uh, avenue, would yeah. that be better or worse for you, do you think? Um... It's tough to say. I'm I'm not sure. I think okay. it would be for me. It'd be better. Better it'd be for better. me. Better. Yeah, definitely better yeah, for yeah, me. Better. Yeah. Better. Then it'd be because if to it, it's putting a little bit of too much of a note. Like uh, like it, it it's it's too obvious. Yeah. It's, I I will say there, if it's uh, if it's just oh it's just Jack the Ripper here. Right. Yeah. Right. There's I mean it's not going to be just Jack the Ripper. There is also no. going to be more I think uh, anti-Semitism mm-hmm. commentary. Um, okay, yeah, and right. the the yeah the Nazis that was Nazis and yeah. there was yeah and and mm-hmm. like in the beginning they were like oh there's that nosy Jew they, again. oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. I so we're let me we're we're led to believe that he's Jack the Ripper or like mm-hmm. probably but it's or tied somehow or yeah or tied somehow to him but I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to I think it's going to be 
there's gonna be more of that uh that kind of thing i'll say that i am i think i i'm the most positive on this show i really really enjoyed it i laughed out loud at a bunch of the funny parts <laughs> that that it, it made and you uh, cried I, at the pig your favorite I, pig thing. man i think i i i was i was intrigued by the thirst witch i i you know i everything it was exactly. I, I had a great I had a great time, so I'm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it f- four full bottles and then one bottle that's like you've only had a couple. You know, you maybe poured like half a glass of wine out of. So it's like, like it's open. Full. It's still oh, mostly about. Okay, you're near really, five. Uh yeah yeah I mean like, I'm not gonna give out of six yeah four four point seven. Okay. I loved it. I had a, I had a really right. fun wow. fun time. I love all these characters. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Um, so I hope uh, I hope you guys will come join me with with more. I have the most wine of anybody here. So I'm having oh, a good okay. time. You should come. He won the lottery. You won the yeah, lottery. I won the the mead wine lottery. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So obviously for okay. our uh, next month we'll be we'll be covering the the finale the the final half of the season which should be completely available on hbo for for you guys and mm-hmm. uh and we'll do that um if anyone has uh, any thoughts uh what what do you think of the show so far how many bottles of wine would you give P-O-D-F-O-R-G-E. feel free to send us an email N-O-R-G-E. at podfornoriga at gmail.com and we will catch you next time all right bye 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 you gotta wave kevin i am waving there we go. <laughs>